Welcome to Creepypasta Theater, a show where we explore the strange world of creepypasta. Join us as we hear tales best left untold, travel roads best left unexplored, and see sights best left unseen. Today, we have three short creepypasta about food. Be careful, though. These tales just might make you look at your next meal a little bit differently. These stories can be found on creepypasta.wikia.com and are protected by Creative Commons license. Guest narration in this episode by Tracy Nicholas. Jessica Makes Your Favorites, written by Jay Deshney. I'm a big fan of YouTube. Late at night, when I'm the only one awake and there's nothing else to do, that's where I am, clicking through video after video until I realize I have to get up for work in a few hours. It's happened more than it probably should have. I'd almost be tempted to say I have a YouTube addiction, except that it luckily doesn't interfere with my daily life, save for the slightly more often than occasional loss of sleep. At least, it didn't used to interfere with my life. Still, even now, I can't blame it on how much YouTube I watch. If only I hadn't clicked on that one video. Last night, at about 2 in the morning, I was watching videos on YouTube, as per usual. I started with some horror narrations, most of which I had heard before, but through a series of clicks and autoplays, I somehow ended up watching cooking videos. I didn't usually like these. I can't cook to save my life, and there's usually nothing for me in this particular genre. I scrolled through the list of videos, not really seeing anything that looked all that interesting. I was just about to close my browser when there it was. It was a thumbnail showing an absolutely beautiful young woman. She looked like she might have been Latina with long dark hair and big brown eyes. She seemed to be wearing a blue 1950s style dress with a pink frilly apron over it. In front of her, she held up a dish piled high with my favorite food, fully loaded baked potatoes. The title of the video read, Jessica Makes Your Favorites, Episode 23, Baked Potatoes. I laughed a little to myself at how appropriate the title was, as if this Jessica knew I would find her video and so she named it just for me. Glancing at the clock, I saw it was only 2.15 a.m., still early by my standards. Okay, I thought, what harm could one more video do? I clicked on the thumbnail and, in less than a second, 
the video started. After a brief intro with some cheery music played over shots of delicious looking food, the woman, I assumed it was Jessica, appeared on the screen. Seeing her move made me even more smitten with her. Everything she did seemed graceful and effortless. She seemed perfect, like she belonged to another time or another world. Hi, I'm Jessica. You must be hungry. I suddenly realized that I was. It hadn't really occurred to me before then, but in fact, I was very hungry. I found this strange since I had a rather large spaghetti dinner complete with enough carbs to choke a horse. But I chalked it up to my mind playing tricks on itself from looking at all these cooking video thumbnails and Jessica's own intro with its tantalizing dishes. Jessica continued. Well, today I've got a very special treat for you. Get ready to experience my fully loaded, extra cheesy baked potatoes. I just know they're your favorite. She looked right into the camera as she said this. I felt suddenly unsettled. There was a kind of intention in her gaze, like she was looking beyond the camera, straight at me. But I told myself that this was ridiculous. I'm just tired, I thought. Jessica began to cook, going over each ingredient she would need for the process. She didn't just breeze through the list like other YouTube chefs, but instead she lingered on each one as if deliberately trying to tempt the viewer. Of course, you'll need some delicious, ooey-gooey cheese. Can't you just taste it now? Can't you feel it on your tongue? I found it odd, but I'd be lying if I said I didn't enjoy it. All the while, I felt my hunger increasing. The time came to assemble all of the ingredients. I find that all of these foods go together so well, Jessica said with a hint of seduction in her voice. Like warm bodies mingling with each other, touching and caressing sweet flesh. <sighs> Imagine it. Taste these flavors dancing on your tongue right now. You know, there's very little difference between eating and making love. They both involve such intimacy, such wetness, such lust. Her gaze intensified as she looked straight into the camera. Such gluttony. That was it. Something about the word gluttony had sent me into a tailspin. My hunger was now unbearable. I had to eat something. I got up from my desk, not even bothering to turn the video off, and practically ran to the kitchen. A moment later, I was on my knees in front of the refrigerator with the door wide open. 
I grabbed anything I could. It didn't matter what it was. I found a tomato that had been in the rotter for God knows how long. Its skin was wrinkly and it had a spot of mold on the bottom, but I didn't care. I sank my teeth into it. The earthly mold flavor exploding in my mouth. My gag reflex kicked in, but I fought it, eventually winning and getting the whole tomato down. Eventually, nothing remained in the refrigerator except a package of uncooked chicken, which my girlfriend was planning to use for dinner. I tried to remind myself that chicken was dangerous and disgusting, but it wasn't working. I tried convincing myself that my girlfriend would be mad if I ate it, but to no avail. My stomach felt empty. I was starving, and nothing I had eaten so far was filling the bottomless pit inside me. I tore through the plastic wrap like a child tears into its birthday present. The chicken felt slimy and disgusting in my hands. The sound of my teeth sinking into the meat was almost as sickening as the texture. I chewed until it became a slurried liquid that slid easier than expected down my throat. In seconds, nothing remained but the bloody pink juice, which I greedily licked off the styrofoam packaging. It wasn't enough, though. The hunger still roiled inside my gut. I rushed toward the cupboard and grabbed a box of cereal. It was one of those twig and bark type health cereals that my girlfriend loved. I usually hated that kind of thing, but at this moment, nothing in the world looked better to me. I had already drunk all the milk we had, so I just ripped open the box and began pouring the contents into my mouth. Suddenly, I heard a voice from the kitchen doorway. What the hell are you doing? My girlfriend stood there in her bathrobe. She seemed horrified, and for the first time I realized what a terrible mess I had made all over the kitchen. What is going on here, Damon? She asked. She continued speaking, probably demanding an explanation, but I wasn't listening. All I could think of was how hungry I still was, and how good all of that meat looked draped over her bones. I have no idea what I'm going to tell the detective when he finally comes to talk to me in this cold, gray interrogation room. I've been sitting here for a while now. I can't bring myself to touch the coffee that that rookie cop left on the table for me. At last, I feel full. Stuffed, even. That last meal really hit the spot. Heavenly Manna Written by M. Lecanthrope Dinner was the best tonight. The spaghetti with sweet hot sauce was absolutely stunning, literally and figuratively. 
it was the right amount of sweet and spicy, a product of impeccable balance, but the true centerpiece, the true culinary masterpiece of the meat was the meat. By God, I swear, it was the best meat I've ever had. The liver was a delicacy, better than foie gras. The breasts were mind-blowingly pillows of fat with a base of tender muscle, but the thighs, good lord, these were like heavenly manna itself, mind-numbingly delightful in taste and texture. Kate was a stunning young lady. I never imagined her to taste even better than she looked. Poisonous Written by Real Peel You eat food, right? Every human does, but do you inspect each morsel of food you eat? I doubt you do. I don't think anybody does. I could say that is my advantage, but it's not. What really helps me is when you leave that meal in your fridge overnight, or even when you leave the room unattended. You may think I'm lying, but I'm not. Ever see that flash of movement or something that isn't quite there? You might have seen me. Symptoms of my poison could include fever, headache, insomnia, and paranoia. These symptoms don't really kill much. I, I like to watch my victim squirm and go, well, insane. <laughs> yes, you may say I'm cruel, but I I'm not. I only kill... Ooh, did I say kill? Forget I said that. You may look for the poison. However, you might not find it. If you're eating something like a salad, you may not notice the little black flecks. However, if you're eating something like a tea or soup, you'll spot it earlier. Oh, did I say earlier? <laughs> Surely you must have misheard that. If you spot it, you may, however, incinerate that dish because the poison spreads. It spreads much like mold, the way the spores spread. If you have spotted my plague, it's too late. You're already infected with it. After that, your teeth become loose. You will feel pain, not unbearable. You know what? <laughs> I'm lying. There's no such thing as me, the poison, or any of the shenanigans above. I distracted you. I could be behind you this very moment. Not phrased, glistening with blood, ready to sink into your neck. Or I could be hiding where you can't see me. I also could be lying even more and be distracting you while I sneak some poison into your food. <laughs> Made you look... Don't be so paranoid. 
it's unhealthy. You have been listening to a presentation of Point of Insanity Game Studio. Visit us on the web at poigamestudio.com. Follow us on Twitter at poigamestudio. Look us up on Facebook and email us at poigamestudio at gmail.com.